The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're here to talk lawns and gardens this morning. And uh, one of the groups that you're always enjoying talking with, the Master Gardeners from here in Rutherford County. Two of the Master Gardeners, Jennifer Salter and Linda Stevens, are both with us today. And we'll say good morning to both of you. Good to have you. Good Good morning. morning. It's good to be back. Uh, Now, that's good, the way you did that. You were in unison. Oh, well, we we, we practiced. We we practiced. (laughs) We've had a couple of years of practice there. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe five. Big things happening this weekend up on the square. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'd love to talk about that. Well, the exciting thing is it's Earth Day. Mm -hmm. And this sounds corny, but... Earth Day is absolutely one of my favorite events because people went to the government and says, we need to do something about this. Normally, it's the other way around. And that just, to me, makes Earth Day absolutely special. Now, what are we going to find on the square? Well, you'll find us, of course. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) We just finished that right there. What more did you want? Lots and lots of events and demonstrations, and everything will be uh, geared towards uh, Mother Mother Earth. And uh, what what Master Gardeners is going to be doing is there is a new promotion going on, and it is called... um, I forgot too. What is that called? Tennessee Smart Yards. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. And um, this is a a move to get people to see that their yard is working for them. So if you have a dog or children, you have to have an area for those. You want to make your yard good for the environment? Yes. it's, It's home to other things besides us. And we want to protect uh, our water. And the, this is kind of fun. They have a yard-long piece of paper, and for everything that you do on their list, you get to get points. Mm-hmm. And when you have a yard 36 inches, then you can apply for a um, Tennessee Smart Yard uh, Certificate. Wow. Yeah. And do yep. you display that on, in, in your yard, or it, what do you do? Y- well, you can you can, you you can get per- a sign. You can purchase, you purchase you a sign. Purchase yeah. a sign and display it. And well, that's um, Franklin is making a move to have a whole community of smart yards, which is fun. We can do better than they can. Well, okay, I will bring the material over <laughs> to your house, and you and Leanne can get busy with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, maybe we shouldn't have said that. <laughs> But uh, so making the yard look better, uh, making it environmentally friendly. Yes. yes. And one of the big moves is, uh, this is going to offend a few people, but we have beautiful, beautiful lawns, and everybody loves those beautiful lawns, but they are really not environmentally friendly. Now, you can keep your beautiful lawn, but instead of having yards and yards, I'm back to yards again, uh-huh. uh, it all just beautiful turf. How about 
interrupting some of that turf with a hardscape like pavers and things so you don't have to be watering so much and using so much fertilizer. It still will look very nice, or okay. it can mm-hmm. look very nice. So we're, we're, the golf course look is out now, environmentally. <gasps> Oh, environmentally, it always has been out. Yeah. It's it's a sterile desert for insects and bugs, and it really is. It's sterile. Nothing nothing can live there with all those pesticides. A a, a golf course? No, the uh, the lawn that it looks so immaculate. Oh, okay. There is nothing there to feed the bugs and the insects that we need to pollinate. Okay, so... For our fruit and our All of our work to make things look green and and Mm -hmm. beautiful in many people's (laughs) eyes... That's going against the environment. That's it's killing, true, yeah. getting rid of the bugs and what have you. And yeah. even to the extent that people say, well, of course, uh, plants take carbon dioxide out of the uh, air, out of the atmosphere, and put back oxygen and water. But those little blades of grass do so little, it, you can't really count it. And then when you think of the uh, energy used to pull out your electric mower or your gas-powered uh, mower and cut it down to at least, we hope, three inches tall, mm-hmm. uh, that does not counteract all the... Uh, it, it just, there's just more bad about the lawn than good. Except, I have to say, those beautiful green lawns really are lovely. They do. <laughs> they are <laughs> beautiful. But you're not <laughs> supposed to think that, is that right? No. You, you, the, the object is, is to have your lawn, mm-hmm. but have it smaller. Oh, okay. Have, have more flowers and trees and, like I said, hardscape around it. So the people who are living in the western part of the United States who are putting in a lot of gravel and things of that sort yeah uh that's that's the environmental way to go yeah i don't think we need to go as far as gravel well Well, we we do have rain i I should have said pebbles yeah yeah well my 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 backyard is all garden pond and um the uh uh pebbles and mine is green but it's not grass it's weeds that I keep nicely mowed. Weeds? What, whatever right. wants to come up there. Yeah, I've I had grass, but I have so much shade that grass this won't is, grow, so I'm not going to cut my trees down. And gr- This is totally opposite of what we've been talking about. <laughs> it looks very pretty if you keep it mowed. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. And ground covers are fantastic. They, they, they grow in so thick, no weeds can come through. Yeah. I have spots with moss, uh-huh. and uh-huh. that is an incredibly green-looking area. Yeah. Yeah. Is moss difficult to grow? I mean, it has to be... It dries uh, out in the summer. It, it can go away, but then you get a rain and it pops right back out. So is there a publication or something that has this in it? I mean, we've never seen this. I am not sure, but I'm pretty sure the, if you go the, to oh. uthort.com. Mm-hmm. U-T what? U-T-H-O-R-T dot com. Okay. That's the University of Tennessee's horticulture site. Oh, okay. And I was trying to think what H-O-R-T was. <laughs> horticulture. <It's a> <laughs> <word>. <laughs> okay. It's just too long to type in. So we, we type U-T-H-O-R-T dot yeah. com, and you put in uh, moss in the garden or just moss. They should pull up publications with that, hopefully. <laughs> Very yeah. good. So uh, you need, is this the time to start doing this? Can you do this now? Mine comes up on its own, so yeah, I would say yeah. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mine's, just mine's there all winter, so I'm not. Yeah. 
didn't know whether we were limited to a, a week or two later when spring really gets here in full force. Mostly grasses, shrubs, those kind of things are, are cold hardy. Mm -hmm. We can expect a couple more frosts before we're done. Here's a person who's, and, and I'm, I'm not sure what they're referring to. They say, can you give us any information on the trees that look like Bradford pears? They are popping up and growing in vacant lots. Uh, they seem to be invasible, invasive. If, they, if they're popping up in vacant lots and along the interstates and stuff, they're probably of Bradford pears. They just pop up, the Bradford pears? Brad, Brad, yeah. But Bradford pears were supposed to be sterile. In other words, you have a Bradford pear and it's not going to spread, be invasive. They reverted back to their original stock and they are now repopulating themselves. Now, are they stronger than the uh, other ones, or weaker? No. Or? I, no. I really don't know, but they're, sho they're showing up where people don't want them, mm -hmm. and we know the definition of a weed is anything <laughs> growing where you don't want it to be. So this is the Bradford pear, uh, they're, uh, a big weed. A they're, big not weed. A, they're not a strong tree in, in terms of, if there are high winds, usually they will lose branches and you'll see a lot of broken they, Bradford they, pears They around. grow fast. The limbs are at strange angles. I mean, you look at a Bradford mm -hmm. pear and compare it with an oak, for example, and the angles are totally different. Ah, okay. Now, uh, here's another... But they're beautiful, too. They are. They're very pretty. Uh, Not somebody said boring. they smell funny, too. They smell really badly to me oh. Dude, okay I, oh i've never noticed it maybe i, I haven't been I close can't be enough. around one of them i feel sick how close uh, do you have to get to smell them uh in the area okay <laughs> <laughs> you have a sensitive nose yes. to bread for pears uh, a listener is asking they said i'm glad that person asked about the bradford pears popping up all around they said uh, we have some trees in our yard that are great for the kids to <clears> climb they pop up everywhere. In fact, they're about the only trees we seem to have, and they are multiplying greatly. Uh, they have a lot of uh, pinkish, colorful flowers on them certain times of the year. Those flowers get all over the yard, and the, the trees uh, grow again in another place. What are those? And are they uh, unpopular? They said, my kids think they're great because we love to climb the trees. They must grow very fast. Well, I don't know. She didn't say yeah, how quickly. Yeah. That's pretty There's fast. There's several pink flowering trees, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I think the best thing to do would be to take a cutting with the flowers on it or mm -hmm. a picture of it and mm -hmm. go to the Ag Center. Okay. And they, they have experts there that get paid to do those things, and they either know everything or can figure it out for you. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, it doesn't have to be kudzu to be bad. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> no. no. Oh, or no. are you going to tell me kudzu is good too, aren't you? Kudzu was intentionally planted during the uh, de Depression when they had the um, work crews that putting people to work. Mm -hmm. Because oh, why they, did they do it? To stabilize banks. Oh, okay. It, did it work? Well, very you well. Can, <laughs> took over the banks and the house and. The, Everything. It works too well. <laughs> now, this, this was from uh, Japan? I think it's Japanese, Yeah, I yes. think so. I think so, yeah. So, but we don't have any way to get rid of it, do we? Uh, there's I mean, in Georgia, it's taking over everywhere. 
It, when you on I forty going towards Knoxville, there's whole swaths mm-hmm. of kudzu, and it almost looks surreal the way it just coats everything. Yeah, there's supposed to be some goats that actually get the roots and everything out. For some reason, I somewhere along the line remember a medication uh, coming from kudzu. And I don't recall exactly what that was. Is that something like the medication coming from the hemp plant? Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't, I don't think it was a hallucinative uh, <laughs> kudzu or something. I, I think it was something. I, I don't remember what it was about. Let me. I'll Google that while we are here. Okay. Uh, tell us a little more about some of the things that the Master Gardeners will be doing this Saturday at Earth Day on the Square. Well, uh, we're going to move over to um, uh, the Barfield uh, Park. They have a two-day event going on over there. And on Saturday, Master Gardeners and others will be there. Master Gardeners will have a booth. And in addition, they're going to be demonstrating planting native flowers. And the demonstration, I think, is from 2 to 3 p.m. But no. we will be there from 9 till 4 during the whole time. Yeah. We'll have a table there. What, yeah. what kind of native flowers uh, are really do well here? Oh, there's a Na- long list. Na- <laughs> Na- name, name a native flower, and we'll tell you that, yes, that's Iris. one of them. Uh, the the uh, state flower. The state flower. It is yeah. does, state flower. does absolutely wonderfully. It would be we in bad shape if it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to find a new one. So uh, these are things that people can plant and, and have success, whether you're good or bad, whether you have a green thumb or not. Which you, this is my pet peeve. There's no such thing as a green thumb or a brown thumb. If you get a plant, read what it needs, give it what it needs, you probably and the rest will come. Almost always. So uh, are there easier to grow plants than others? Absolutely. Absolutely. What, is, what is the easy? If you wanted to make your yard really look beautiful, little color, uh, something you don't have okay. to take a lot of time with. Black-eyed Susans mm-hmm. okay. are showy. They're, they're, they're large. They bloom for... A couple of months in the summertime. And the if, you, if you plant one this year, you'll have six or seven next year, yes. and they'll just keep keep on going. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. a gift that keeps giving. It yeah. doesn't need much care. And and the, the coneflowers. Cone, purple coneflowers. Yes, they're they're beautiful and uh, they are easy to grow. Daylilies are mm-hmm. showy, easy to grow. They get their name because each flower lasts only one day, um, but the whole stalk is full of buds, so it keeps on blooming for a long time. So daylilies, now, mm-hmm. do those need to be near water or moist they, areas, or they'll grow anywhere? Most, no, once, once they're established, okay. once the plants that is, is established, they will pretty, I have daylilies where they don't, I don't give them any extra water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they have learned to survive on the rain. Most of these plants that we're mentioning, uh, don't once they're established, mm-hmm. and that's a big one, so the things that I'm going to plant later today will need to be watered this season. 
But after that, they will just establish yeah. themselves. Yeah, these are all perennials as well, so they'll come back next year. And that's always nice, you know, oh, put yeah. perennials in, gives you less work next year. And then if you need some added color, throw in some annuals. One of the things that they mentioned with the Tennessee Smart Yards is that we plant things too close together and too close to buildings. And the reason for that is simply you buy this plant. And it, it says on the directions it will have a spread of 17 inches. But right now it's only 3 inches. Yeah, so, you don't think about it. So instead of allowing for 17 inches, we put them close together. And then in a couple of years, we got to tear things out, dig them up, and do it over again. So, again, with a green thumb, read the directions. Mm -hmm. And the size that the thing is going to get to is an important thing. And the nice thing is, if you plant perennials, and you have it looks sparse because the plants are so small, that's the time to put annuals around them, because the annuals last just one year. By the way, we found out uh, some uses for kudzu. Uh, and it says these are purported uses, so I guess they're not proven. Alcoholism, I, I guess you could use it as a tea. Uh, in fact, they're talking about teas and things of that sort. Colds and fever, uh, diabetes, or if you just have pain, uh, or menopause. So, few uses. Okay. Interesting, and I'm, I'm sure that goes way back to uh, the ancient mm -hmm. Oriental days. Well, we know that most of the plants that we consider invasive, they are invasive merely because they don't have the natural protections that they did where they originated. And I guess there's some validity <clears throat> to that because it's on the Sloan Kettering website. So okay, I mean, not, okay. not a slack group by any stretch of yeah, the imagination. Yeah. We have a listener who sent us an email here, said somewhere along the line, long before we bought the house that we live in now, somebody put in a whole back line of uh, pine trees and <clears throat> had the pine cones and everything. Uh, we just got tired finally of having all of the pine cones in the yard and it made the yard where we had difficulty growing other things. So we just recently had them all cut out, which cost a small fortune. Uh, what should we do now to get rid of the acid in the ground? I, I guess are they, does does a pine tree, does the pine cones and things of that sort, does that create an acid? It's, it's a, yeah, it, it's a little acidic. I have my azaleas under my pine trees, and they do really well because I leave the pine needles yeah. around oh, there. Yeah, okay. Um, what are they... Why do they need to change the soil? What are they? I guess. I guess the they want something. Mm -hmm. They they evidently it's too late to say don't uh -huh. cut them down. <laughs> <laughs> They're did, gone. Did, <laughs> did you get that in our expressions? <laughs> yes, I, I, I saw that. Oh no! Well, now why why would that be bad? I mean, it, well, it's just a person. Is it a it personal preference? Or depends on what they want want to do with the the area there. I'm not sure what they it, want to do. Anything that you have to keep picking up. We lived in a house that had seven, no, five big apple trees, and they were wonderful. But to all the windfalls, we were always picking them up. But we had a wonderful compost pile. Um, so I the think the first thing they should do is replace those trees. With what? Well, I would say oaks. Oaks, okay. Oaks. And, and a variety? 
mm-hmm. not just one variety of oak or one choose different things because if you have a stand of trees and they're all the same um, if a disease gets in there or you have a virus or anything gets into the trees it will spread and decimate every single one so you plant variety so that if one gets sick the others will not necessarily get sick as well so the acidic ground is not a negative for say an oak tree I don't I'm think so. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, the oak, the, tr- the tree roots are going to go and find what they need. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. back to what you said earlier about read some instructions and it'll work out. Despite, yes. despite what, it, what you might think. And there are also good publications on planting trees and the right depth and things like that at yeah. uthort.com. Uh, not only that, <laughs> let me put in just one little... When you buy a, tr- a tr- if you buy a tree from one of the big box stores and it's in a pot, take the pot off, break out, r- rinse off, get rid of all of this planting medium that it's in. Mm-hmm. Get those roots straightened out. Even if you have to trim some, then dig a hole about a little deeper and a little wider than the root ball and take those roots and spread them out like the spokes on a wheel. So you can control mm-hmm. where the roots grow. The, gro- the, ro- the roots are gonna grow out. Mm-hmm. You just don't want them to circle. Okay. okay, that's what you're doing mm-hmm. is in the pot, they're going this way around inside the pot because that's the only place they could go. Okay. And, okay. and also when you're putting the soil back in, do not use mm-hmm any fancy soils with amendments mm. use the same soil that you've dug out of that hole exactly so you even if your soil is mm-hmm. rich in clay you and you're wanting to put in mm-hmm. some dark if you soil. if you keep that hole as better soil and than the rest of the area around those tree roots are not going to want to leave home okay. <laughs> and they need to leave they need to leave that area they need to spread out to give stability to the tree if they keep if you give them such good food and fertilite and everything in that little mm-hmm. hole, they're not going to want, they're going to... You're going to spoil them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not going to want to head out. <laughs> okay. 615-893-1450. You can talk or text on that number. We'll be back in just a moment. We're talking about uh, making your yard more attractive and making it ecologically more attractive. Of course, Saturday is Earth Day here in Murfreesboro, up on the square around the courthouse, 10 until 2 this Saturday. It's absolutely free. You need to be there. And for the first uh, so many people, you get a, a tree, is that right? Oh, until they run out, I believe it yeah. is. And I don't know what kind of tree, but it's always a native tree. I think it's tree. Bradford pears. You know, Bart, I really don't think so. (laughs) Okay. We will be right back. Stay with us. All Sports Talk. Weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Come see us at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we carry a full line of pet products to help your pets stay healthy, happy, and well, and to make your life a little easier. 
And whether you are looking for a favorite toy for your new pup or to start a garden pond, come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro's longest running and only family operated pet store. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demasesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas's Family Restaurants, go to demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Relaford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. We have everything you need for your garden, your lawn. We have clothing, some of the greatest gift ideas. We also have baby chicks. So please come see us for everything you need for your farm and home needs. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. This is Tina Fox at the Relaford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. Through midday today, a lingering chance for a shower or storm, otherwise mostly cloudy into the afternoon, highs in the upper 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, mid-50s. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Good morning. Still looks good right now. Just heavy 24 through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville on I-24. It's busy out here 840 with a lot of radar, especially over in parts of Williamson County. PensacolaBeach.com's got everything you need to book your next getaway. Log on now. PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. There is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Welcome back. We are having fun today. We're talking about lawns and gardens, and we have two master gardeners with us. Jennifer Salter and Linda Stevens with us this morning. Our phone number to talk or text, whichever you prefer, 615-618-14... No, that's not it. That's something else. Our phone number to talk or text, 615... I was close, though. 615-893-1450. Yeah, try that one instead. 615-893-1450. That's the number to text... Or talk, whichever you prefer. 615-893-1450. Uh, tell us a little about your plant swap coming up. That, that's not too far away, is that's, it? No, it's um, May the 14th, yeah. Saturday, May the 14th. And it's perfect timing because this is the time of year when you should be dividing your perennials mm-hmm. that are too gotten too big. So... If you have too many of them, pot them up, make sure they're rooted nicely, and bring them to our plant swap. Um, it's going to be Saturday, May the 14th, from 9 to 11 at Lane Agri-Park, the community center, the same building as the farmer's market. And uh, you bring one plant, you get to take home another. Saturday, um, so May one 14th, one. Mm-hmm. 9 to 11? 9 to 11. Okay. Bring one? Uh, what if you bring, uh, say, one of your beautiful kudzu plants? 
Uh, we, no invasive. We, we don't accept any invasive <laughs> oh, plants. Okay, okay. No kudzu, no Bradford pears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I just thought I would try that. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, also we're not accepting seeds or uh, very small seedlings. If you bring a six pack of seedlings, that will count as one plant. Do people want so that, Is there, or are they possible? Some people do. Yeah, uh, especially vegetable seedlings. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. And and some people will go to the big box store who don't so if they don't have their own plants and mm-hmm. buy some and bring them on over. Tulip poplar, by the way, we were talking during the break mm-hmm. about state tree uh, tulip right. poplar and, and and then it must somebody else must have thought this also. They said what uh, state has the dogwood tree? Um let's see here. It lists several states, but are, are there types of dogwoods? Minnesota says red pine. Uh, would, that's not a type of dogwood, is it? I, not that I'm, I no. don't know. Okay, well, I won't tell you about the others. <laughs> so a dogwood tree is native to Tennessee, though. Yes. Yeah. But you, uh, you have a, Linda has a glorious pink dog. The flowers yeah. are pink. Mine are white, but hers is gorgeous. So how do you control the colors, or do you? Will you buy a pink one? Oh, okay. Or you buy a white one? <laughs> okay. And they yeah. have grafted ones that'll have both. Personally, I like to have it as close to the natural thing as possible. I was driving down the street yesterday, I guess it was. I don't know what street it was on, but I think it was downtown. And there was a house that had a beautiful tree in full bloom in front of it. The very top part of it was white, and the level below it was pink. Same tree. And it was probably 10 feet tall. Not not a real tall tree, but wide. It was probably yeah. grafted, and the, uh, the original stock is taking over. Okay. Well, because when I saw it, I thought, when I get closer, it's going to be two trees that are sort of winding together. But it was one tree. Yeah, so. yeah. It could be some flowers also change color as they age. Uh-huh. So they change, yeah. the tint yeah. changes. Now, speaking of different colors, the state flower, the iris, mm-hmm. man, that, those are beautiful and come in a variety of colors. Well, only the purple, purple. iris, the purple bearded iris is the state flower. The other thing is, is they're coming up with so many hybrids and there's nothing they have beautiful 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 things but the hybrids don't reproduce and come back as if if you like save seeds from a hybrid it's not you cannot plant it and expect to get the same plant that you had before will because it come back hmm? will it come back some some hybrids don't even produce viable seeds I've I've got a hybrid uh, green pepper that I absolutely love. It's called a I fooled you jalapeno. <laughs> it looks like a jalapeno. A jalapenos thrive in our hot, moist climate, but I don't like the hot. So this one is is uh, bred to have no hot in it, but it's got the flavor, which is oh, delicious. Yeah. So when my my grandkids were little, I said, "Here, take one of these and taste it." Oh, I'm not going to eat that. I said, "Taste it." 
Mm-hmm. Then he can walk over to the dad and said, look at me, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat, eating a jalapeno so pepper. So I love the flavor, but the, you know, I, some of I them will, are so I hot. Will, I will get you some seedlings. I'm oh, I love starting that. bunches of them. Now, are you still doing your programs at the Wine Ball Library? Yes. It's your, it's <laughs> it's okay. your baby. Okay. <laughs> we, we started the in-person classes again. We had to stop because of COVID, mm-hmm. but we've had two of them now, and they're on uh, Saturday mornings, the first Saturday of the month. The library opens at 9, and our classes are start at 9. So... As soon as the library's open, people run upstairs and sit down and learn about whatever the the topic is. It's going to be uh, flowers uh, the first weekend in, what, this is April, so it'll be May. We are also, they're free. Just come on in, sit down, ask questions. The people who've been there ask a lot of questions, and we encourage questions because... It's geared for beginning gardeners, and it's so that they can learn. And our hope is is that they will go home and use try some of this. Tr- yeah, do do some of what they 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 said. We're also doing podcasts with the library. This originated out of COVID because we couldn't do it otherwise. And there's one released every month. So far, we have choosing the right vegetable. And gardening with children, that if you go to the Linebaugh Library site, look at events, uh, go down to where Master Gardeners is, and then click on that, and then, then you'll get there. The new one that's going to be released has to do with how plants, where, what, do, what do plants grow from? And they're going to be talking about seeds tubers, rhizomes, bulbs, and each one of those sources contribute to the difference in the plant. So it should be very interesting. And that's on the uh, the first Saturday. Well, the, the uh, podcasts you can listen to anytime. anytime. Okay. <clears throat> and you can go back and listen to all of them if you want to. So you can go to the first Saturday, 9 a.m. at Lineball, see if it's something you're interested in, and if you like it, Listen to it over and over in podcasts. No, we no. have two two separate things. Two separate, okay. One, one is a live in-person where okay. people can ask their questions. But not the same topic as the podcast. No, they, no. no. Okay. Very good. We have a question here from a listener. We've enjoyed talking with the Master Gardeners at the Farmer's Market. Is it about time to start those back? April the, May, May the, the 21st. Yes. May the 21st. So next month. Next month we'll be back at both farmers markets. We'll be back downtown on the square and at the county market. Now when does the one on the square start? The 21st. 21st. Oh, 21st. And I think the county one starts on the uh, 13th. 13th. Okay. So sooner for that one. Yes. And that's over at the Lane Agri-Park. Yes, it is. John R. Rice Mm -hmm. Boulevard. Uh, and the other ones all around the courthouse. Yes, mm-hmm. and we'll, so. we, we'll be back, and we're excited to be back. Oh, yeah. great, yeah. So you were totally gone last year, was it, or were uh, you there? No, we, came out. we were there mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, this one, uh, I think the first topic is going to be growing your own microgreens. What is a microgreen? 
a teeny tiny vegetable or what uh -huh, is uh -huh, really uh-huh you take you this okay let's talk about sprouts for a minute you know what sprouts are the, those you put in water mm -hmm. and you let them grow until they have a nice root and then that's what you eat like a, think of a bean sprout in uh chinese food okay the microgreens you cut off the root you're just growing you're just going to eat the green part so you which is the root or is it above the root it's above the root okay you harvest them after okay a seed germinates and it gets two little two little cotyledon two little mm -hmm. two little leaves after that it produces the real leaves any time after the the real leaves have been have appeared that's the time to cut and eat the um, microgreen. Microgreens, because they have all the, let's go back even a, a step farther. A seed doesn't need any fertilizer to sprout because in the seed itself is everything it needs. It has the tiny embryo of the plant it's gonna be, and it has a supply of carbohydrate that gives it the food it needs until it sprouts and can start to photosynthesize. Now, did did well, I totally confuse you with that? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to figure out why I would prefer microgreens over standard size greens. Well, because they have between four and 40 times the nutrients of really? the mature plant. So they are healthier for you and yet they're smaller. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They, they made uh, pasta with some basil microgreens sprinkled on top of it. Think of garlic, butter, yeah, and, yeah. and some basil on top of it. The flavors tend to be stronger. Uh, things that have a sharp flavor tend to be a little bit milder. So you've just brought up one of my favorite things. Basil, uh, good tomatoes, and cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you ever had that together? We're with you. Okay. Uh, well, how close are we to that season? I guess it's tomato <gasps> season that we're... Oh, uh, if you're making me hungry. It's, it's going to be July. July. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can wait that long. I'll have to, though. Well, well still, we could still have another frost. Yeah. We still have some cold temperatures at night coming in next week, so we don't want to plant the tomatoes or the basil as yet. Now you'll have people who are growing them in greenhouses, mm -hmm. and there, there will be some greenhouse tomatoes available. So let me ask you, I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. We'll come back and we'll talk more about tomatoes. Probably the most popular plant for, for people to grow, especially new gardeners. Is that because it's the easiest? Does it grow easily? It grows easily and they taste wonderful. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's truly a favorite. So stick around. Don't get too far from the radio. Something special right around the corner. We break in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. 
Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Another service that I offer to make a funeral book. This is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. And when I do that, I go to the funeral home and I'll take photos. And I'll add photos with some other items and verses and personalize for them. It's something they can treasure. And when I feel that connection with them, I feel I can do my best service to them. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. Through midday today, a lingering chance for a shower or storm, otherwise mostly cloudy into the afternoon, highs in the upper 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy, mid-50s. I'm meteorologist Michael Carroll, News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Welcome back. We are talking lawns and gardens, and sometimes going places that perhaps you've never ventured before. Visiting with us this morning, two master gardeners, Jennifer Salter and Linda Stevens. And they're going to be at Earth Day this Saturday up on the square, 10 until 2 Saturday. Uh, they're also over at the Lion Ball Library. You go everywhere, don't you? I mean, there's no limits to the places that we'll find the two of you. We try. <laughs> we we, we try. When, when one is passionate about something, you want to share it with the world. Oh, yeah. How's that for a bunch of... <laughs> well, we will be there on Saturday, too. We will Both be. of us will be there downtown. Yeah. So if yeah. you have questions... Come, come visit us. Yeah. yeah. Now, we were talking about tomatoes. Probably, and I can remember big debates on the radio, and, and this has fallen off a bit, uh, where people would talk about this tomato is better than that tomato, and, and there were some strange tomatoes, square tomatoes, uh, all sorts of tomatoes. We don't seem to be having that kind of passion, I guess, but we still, the tomatoes are still popular. Why has that gone away? Why are, why are people not excited like they used to be? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, uh, do you get out and try to plant different kinds of tomatoes? I'm currently growing um, purple, purple bumblebee. That it sounds like you got the passion it, it, still. It, it, it's it's a cherry tomato, and okay. it's purple, and it's supposed to have wonderful flavor. Ah, okay. What is it about tomatoes? That's what everybody talks about. I want to plant tomatoes this year. They mean summer. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Tom okay. Tom tomatoes and sweet corn. Oh, then we can keep on going. Let's not forget the okra and the cantaloupes and. And I think about peaches. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. But absolutely. they're hard to grow, aren't they, around here? But they, George is doing a great job. Yeah. And so is Alabama. 
and what about the uh, peanuts? Speaking of oh. Georgia, have you ever had boiled peanuts? I have not. Oh, come on, I'm, I'm a northern girl. I think I've had boiled peanuts. Think I have, but I don't remember that much about them. I mean, well, it didn't well, stick out. I'm going to offend some people. Remember the song when they, she talked about the country girl having uh, peanuts in her Coke? I do remember putting peanuts in my Coke. You do? Or, oh, yeah, sure. I don't know why. Everybody put peanuts in their Cokes. You didn't. girls didn't do that? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I don't remember the song, but I remember doing it. Okay. Okay. We'll yeah, have to give it a try, see what happens. <laughs> Oh, nothing it, happens. <laughs> nothing you just, happens. It just sits there and you eat them as you drink the Coke. They oh. float. Uh, I, I, if you have a strong desire for peanuts in your Coke, give us a call. Tell us why you like them. I don't <laughs> remember you. it. I don't remember it tasting that different. Peanuts were peanuts and Coke, Coke was, was Coke. Coke. So I don't roast, know. I roast mine. I love my roasted peanuts. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. peanut butter is my way of consuming peanuts. I, I like I like all of those. Okay. I hate I hate to say that. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. If you have a, uh, just share your peanuts and putting peanuts in a Coke story. Uh, is that too, is that Southern? Is that what? It, I so think you, I think so. You did. You grew up in the North. What part of the North? The Detroit area of Michigan. Michigan, okay. And you were um, in... From the Caribbean. Very south. So, very south. Very south, yeah. On the, <laughs> off the coast of Venezuela. <laughs> so. Okay, so you were down, what, Curacao, that area? Uh, yeah, just go a little further west, uh, east. <laughs> okay. Get my directions mixed up. Okay, so uh, yeah. nice weather all the time. Yeah, just below the hurricane belt. So oh, that is indeed. nice. Oh. Yeah. So that you had nice. the best of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what kind of, when you were growing up, uh, you could grow anything you wanted to grow? Well, not anything that needed, um, like you can't grow tulips because they need the cold. So you you can that. only grow things that can take year-round summer. <laughs> and so that's what you had, and no, yep. no hurricanes? No hurricanes, no. That, that, that is so phenomenal. That was nice, yeah. 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 So what about the, um, the, the Christmas plants? Yep, those were trees. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, we had a tree in our backyard. Uh, poinsettias. Poinsettias. My mom was very proud of that one. Oh. I can remember one Christmas, there was a big campaign in this area of teaching us all how to pronounce that name. <laughs> I noticed you did it correctly. <laughs> I was afraid not to after that campaign. I mean, it made me feel stupid. And it was a radio. I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, that shows you the power of radio. There was this guy who had a very deep, authoritative voice, and he would say, it's not proper to say poinsettia, it's poinsettia. Yes. And, you know, I felt stupid from that point on. So <laughs> we, we must not have too many people thinking that they like peanuts in Coca-Colas. Because, uh, or in the South, there's no such thing, I guess, as Coca-Cola. It's just a Coke. And that's all. <laughs> I mean, have you ever noticed that if you go and you're ordering a Pepsi? I want a Coke. Mm -hmm. Th that made me crazy when we first moved here. Because I don't happen to care much for the cola drinks. And we'd go visit some people and they'd say, would you like a Coke? And they'd say, no thanks. I had no idea. I could have asked for a Sprite. Yeah, anything. 
Yeah. It's become a generic, like a Kleenex. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Good morning, you're on WGNS. Good morning, Bart, and good morning, ladies. Good morning. Um, Bart, uh, I could not resist but to comment on the peanuts in the coat. Okay, can um, you talk really? a little bit louder? Oh, I'm so sorry, Bart. That's okay. I, I couldn't uh, resist but comment with, about the peanuts and the coke. Um, I grew up in South Georgia. In fact, it's about 12 miles from the Florida line, so we considered South Georgia. We grew up, uh, obviously, uh, a family of eight. Seven of us liked Coca-Cola. One of us liked Pepsi. And I was obviously and, a Coke man. Okay, because mm -hmm. the, the other guy was probably kicked out of the family. D does he, do do, <laughs> he do was, you realize, it, sir, that uh, Coke is a Democratic drink and Pepsi's Republican? Coke is made in well, Georgia. <laughs> well, now... Please, let's leave the politics. <laughs> uh, uh, back then, Bart, I mean, I, unfortunately, I have to say, politically, uh, my dad was Democrat. But um, with, the, with the peanuts, we would put them in the Coke. Now, what that would do, Bart, that would mix the peanut taste and the salt uh -huh. in with the Coke. And you would still have a good, strong taste of Coke. But you would also have the peanut with, and it was, you like you said earlier, you would drink it, and you would take a peanut, and you chew it up, and you swallow it. You had the best of both. Oh yeah. Now I won't do that now. I've not done that for many years, but uh, but that was it, it. Was the thing? I don't know who started it, where it started, but it was it was it was it was a good snack, and we were blessed back then, Bart, just to have a coke. I mean, a name brand Coke. We we grew up very poor, but we were very blessed to have it, so it was a great snack. And one thing before I go, the boiled peanuts, we love those as children. Mm -hmm. And I still do, and you can actually still get them here in Tennessee, but we grew up loving a good boiled peanut. I mean, wow. it, was just, it was just really, really good. Well, well I, I think... you, thank you for calling. <laughs> On that note, we are flat out of time. I want to thank our two master gardeners for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Special thank you to uh, Jennifer Salter and also Linda Stevens, Master Gardeners. Don't forget Earth Day this Saturday on the Murfreesboro Square. It is free Earth Day Saturday on the square. Don't you dare forget that one. We'll see you up there. Hey, have a great day. Thank you for joining us, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.